Welcome to the Catapulting Commission's podcast. This is the place where we discuss how to maximize performance and improve retention with today's modern sales force. Every conversation on the show has one goal in mind, and that is to catapult your commission. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia, international best-selling author, motivational speaker, and a lifelong sales enthusiast. Be sure to join me every week as we interview sales leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world. We will discuss best practices and ensure that you leave motivated and inspired to take action. Now, let's enjoy today's episode. Catapulting Commissions family, what's up team? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia. So look, we are talking sales. Sales is universally applicable. I believe everyone should have a sales background. And one of the things where we talk about sales is what careers do I want to get into? Where do I want to go? What do I want to do? There's a variety of different sales um, directions, business to business, business to consumer. As you start to get in your med tech, um, agricultural sales, but everyone has this uh, concept that they want to start going, what does the sales look like in 2030? How can I find the next industry that's going to boom? And I'm not saying it is or it isn't, but I know there's a strong indication that tech, IT, SaaS is really where people are going to be. And guys like me, dinosaurs who cut our teeth pounding pavements, walking, knocking doors, it's going to be a thing of the past. So let me tell you about our guest, Joseph. Joseph Fung is the CEO of Uvaro, a tech sales career accelerator. He's a graduate of the University of Waterloo's computer engineering program. Joseph's a repeat founder and CEO with multiple successful exits. He also speaks frequently on the topic of sales, leadership, diversity, and corporate social responsibility. He's an active early stage investor who ensures that the majority of his investments are into women-led companies. Joseph also sits on the board of Commutech, the Golden Triangle Angel Network, and the Kitchener-Waterloo Symphony. Catapulting Commission's family, welcome Joseph to the show. Joseph, how are you doing today, my friend? I am doing great, Anthony. I could not be happier to be anywhere except sitting here on a chat with you. I am looking forward to this conversation. Good, man. Well, I'm glad to have you here, man. And I really appreciate you taking your time to share some value with the Catapulting Commission's uh, audience. So let's talk about this, Joseph. I am a, what you would say, I've, I've been called an old generation sales guy, which is really hard to believe because I'm, I'm not even 40 yet. But what I learned and what I've done in sales, uh, the road is, I would say, slowly changing. So why don't you tell us a little bit, what is Uvaro? Absolutely. So, I mean, your intro is great. Tech sales, career accelerator, absolutely. We run a training program. It's a 12-week program, and we help professionals, so really eager, excited, driven professionals, transition from other industries into technology, and we do that into sales roles. And so we have folks who are coming from advertising, automotive sales, solar panels, bartenders, going through our program, and then we introduce them to software companies, and they go and crush it, catapulting their own commissions, but selling software instead of what they were doing before. And the cool part, the part that's so fun, is we believe in this so strongly, we don't even charge tuition until you land a full-time job. So it is changing lives left, right, and center, and we're having such a good time. So, I mean, I got to be honest with you, Joseph. I have had guests on this show 
Mm-hmm. I have been part of shows where people have a sales training program mm-hmm. um, and, and every, everyone has a different niche and there's some great programs and I'm, and I'm not going to say one is better than the other. I mean, I've interviewed some 80, some guests at this point, but what I do want to say is you're the very first guest that says you don't charge people with tuition to learn your skill set. So, I mean, how does that mean? Where are people being placed? I mean, is this, I mean, are you play? is this, you know, I don't want to say temp work, but is this full-time <laughs> landed gigs? I mean, this is a new business model to me. Help me understand this. It, sure. So, I mean, there's a couple of things there. Let me unpack. But your last question, that's the most meaningful one. We're talking about real permanent jobs at real companies. Like, let's name some of the great tech companies we're working with. Uh, Vidyard, HubSpot, Shopify, HyperComply. I mean, we're talking about great, mostly business-to-business software. We have grads who are at Lupio, Dachshund, uh, Dachibo, some of the best software companies out there. Um, the reason why this is all so doable, and, and the reason that's really unique is we firmly believe that information should be free. So, you know, all of the pre-recorded content that we make available, it's available on our on-demand site. We push all of our content on our blog. The big thing is that one of our mentors said it best. You can't learn the piano just by reading a book or just by watching videos. You got to do it. So our live classes are all workshops, practice. You're doing outreach. You're doing cold calls. You're doing drills. So by the time you come out, yeah, you've got the material and the knowledge, but you've also got 200 hours of practice time under your belt. So now when you're going into the interview, you can walk and talk like a tech salesperson, but you also have those muscles built up. And it's, it's a world of difference. I mean, it's it's almost like a boot camp, right? Like like a boot camp preparing for somebody for the season. I, I hate using football analogies because I always do them, but to me, it's it's preseason. It's training camp. You're getting ready for the game. That's now, it exactly. What I mean, what skills are you looking for? I mean, you you listed a variety of backgrounds. I mean, you you know anybody from entry level. I mean, what what is the background you look for that is that is an applicable to Uvaro, but more importantly, what is it that's going to land people in these tech roles? You're right. So a large part of our challenge as a business is that kind of filtering process to make sure that we're bringing in people who we believe are going to succeed and we're setting them up for success. So sure, we could talk about all the things like we do personality profiling, we do automated testing, we fill it in, but let me give you some numbers. We we get about 2,500 people applying every month uh, and we take in about 50 or 60. So it's a pretty rigorous process to get into the program. I mean, we're betting on you, so we got to feel really confident that you're going to be successful. Um, the things we're looking for, though, are importantly and, and subtly different than what tech companies are hiring for. A lot of tech companies hire for, do you know our CRM? Do you know our sales methodology? Do you already know this industry? And most of that stuff can be taught. What we're really looking for are things like grit. You know, are you able to overcome the challenges you know, of, of succeeding in a, in a high-pressure sales environment? Um, the idea of working a process. So much of tech sales isn't about some kind of magic phrase that you use or just being charismatic. It's knowing your system, your process, and working it, you know, working it to death. And so we look for a lot of those core capabilities, and we see them in newcomers who come to the country, people who are professional athletes. One great student story, she was a newcomer to the country. She'd been in the country for about three months. She came from the Philippines. And in the Philippines, she worked in foreign exchange trading, and she was a national level, national level power lifter. I mean, competing internationally, winning silver. 
and then she comes here and people are saying things like, well, maybe, maybe you can get a job housekeeping. And I mean, that's an embarrassment, but if you want to know, do you have grit? Do you have determination? Well, yeah, let's, let's work on international trading and compete in a sport as driven as powerlifting. So yeah, those are some of the things that we're looking for. Mm, I love that. I love you're able to to provide. Plus, I mean, twenty five hundred. You point in fifty or sixty. Very rigorous process. You're trying to identify the exact person, or mm. or I mean, it's a business, right? You want to ensure if I bring you in, I know that I can place you because you know, it's attractive for you to say twelve week curriculum, no tuition until I place you. But it's a business. I need to know that I can place you. It's, it's about knowing that we can compare you up with the right opportunity, but also knowing that you're going to want what the outcome is. And, and the truth is, we get a lot of people who say, hey, I think I want to work in tech, or hey, I want to work in sales, I was in support, or maybe I was in product management, I want a sales role. And they don't necessarily know what that means. And, and I'm sure you see this with your other interviews and your own work, maintaining that positive mindset, knowing how to succeed, focusing on delivering value, not just trying to push a sale past the finish line. You know, sometimes people don't know what they're signing up for. And so a lot of our process is making sure we share that. You know, no one wins if someone joins our program and then two, three weeks in, they say, you know what? I don't really want to be in sales. Well, like we're bummed, they're bummed. Their classmates sure as heck are bummed. So yeah, we spend a lot of time on that too. Yeah. So what is this process? I mean, it's 12 weeks. I mean, what, what does somebody learn when they go through this process and learn through this, this, I don't want to say it's a methodology, but yeah, let's, let's talk to 12 weeks. What are we learning here? Sure. So methodologies always come up. Let me touch on that first. So yeah. we are not pushing a specific methodology. Actually, over the course of the 12 weeks, there's about a two-week segment where we unbox a bit about several methodologies. We talk about challenger selling, spin selling, uh, medic, the variations like medpick and others. Really, what we're doing there is we talk about here's what the different methodologies are. And, and you know, some of them are about qualifying opportunities. Some of them are about running a deal. What we really try to hammer home in those, that segment of the course is really understanding what are the methodologies your companies are going to have. A lot of software companies end up using bits and pieces of three, four, five different methodologies. So how do you bring an analytical mind to it? And then how do you work it? Because I'm sure you've seen this. Like most companies that are failing, it's not because they have the wrong methodology. It's that their people aren't doing it. And that's what we hammer home. So we see our grads you know, ramping in half the time of their peers when they get brought on, crushing quotas, left, right, and center. Um, that's, that's a lot of fun. But you said, what do they learn over the 12 weeks? We talk a lot about top of funnel prospecting. In a software company, prospecting, handling outbound, so chasing outbound leads and handling inbound leads. There's a science to it. So we spend a lot of time on that. Spend a lot of time on personas, discovery. These are a lot of things that are common cross methodology and areas that a lot of software companies need to work on. And then we get all the way through to delivering a good software demo. How do you run Zoom really well while you're sharing your screen, delivering a demo? And the big final competition is a demo day, head to head. We bring in guest judges. Somebody walks away with a crown. It's a, it's an intense process, but a lot of fun. Hey man, that does sound a lot of fun. And you, you touch on some of the things there, you know, top of the funnel, prospecting. I mean, some of these quote unquote buzzwords or, or directions that we give salespeople, they're still incredibly relevant, whether, you know, you know, back, you know, funnel prospecting, going through the yellow pages, or it's probably a little bit more strategic mm -hmm. now, 
but it's still the same outbound inbound. I want to piggyback on something you said. You, you said you guys spent two weeks discussing several sales methodologies, and I love that. And you follow that up by saying the methodology that most people are doing isn't wrong. They're just not doing it. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I enjoy, I, I found so much value that you teach the variations of the methodologies. I'm familiar with everyone you just said. And it's funny. I recently had a conversation with a colleague that was on air uh, about sales methodologies. And we discussed that the future really, it's all about a combination. And it's not, in my opinion, the days of being like, the best salesperson because you know spin or you know challenger it doesn't work anymore and the best is going to know mono spin challenger snowball sandler i'm going to know all of them and then i'm going to be able to pull them in at the correct appropriate time so when when you is there a i guess a personality right because I'm, I'm thinking about this and my audience is listening there's people who have some of these traditional core sales backgrounds mm -hmm. they have some of that framework i mean what type of you know you said some of these roles i mean are these highly compensated roles are these enterprise roles that people are landing in i mean i, I have some b2b guys listening to this that clear some good money but that software sale that it sale that next generation seems to always escape them can you talk a little bit about that sure so people always ask that hey like what, what do these roles look like what does compensation look like but as you can imagine, we get a whole range. I mean, we get people who were bartenders. This is their first real structured selling role. And we get other people. Uh, uh, one of the, these students I was just chatting with, uh, he's just joined the program and he's been selling jewelry and walking around with like briefcases of diamonds and like, you know, having to lie about what you're doing because you don't want to get mugged. Yeah. He's been really selling. He's going to be stepping into a different role um, to kind of help anchor it. When our grads leave the program and we're pairing them with jobs, the median time that they're landing a job is about 17 days. So it's a pretty tight cycle. And on average, our, our students are going from their pre-course income to post-course income. It's about a 2.2 times lift. So we're seeing big significant lifts in people's lifestyle environments. And that's a lot of fun. The, the comment you shared there, people who are at the top of their game, they're working really well, and they just can't cross over into that tech sales role. That's exactly why we founded the program. <clears throat> I'm a repeat tech founder. So I say this full of you know, compassion and, and humility, but most tech founders, as they build their company, they kind of have their heads up their ass. Like we think we, we can hire these sales professionals fully formed and everybody ends up trying to hire people out of salesforce.com. And the reality is the space is growing too quickly. Software sales, just ask. Let's forget about medical devices and solar and and cars and rockets. Like just software. That space is going to grow to eight hundred billion in the next ten years. And just to close those deals, the industry, this is North America alone, is short a quarter million sales professionals. Salesforce doesn't have that many people that we can hire from. It's just not going to work. So we end up doing a lot of translation for lingo and stuff like that like all the acronyms arr mrr sas things like why do we say sas not saas these sound like silly kitschy details but like i talked about those founders who have their heads up their asses someone comes in with a ton of selling experience they come into the interview they use the wrong word they don't mention the right piece of software and they're suddenly out and that's a crying shame. And so we tackle a lot of that. 
you know, man, I got to be honest with you, dude. And, and I'll say this on air. I, I don't know why we say SAS and SAS. I mean, I, and I've been in sales for almost 20 years. Oh, exactly. But I, I'll tell you this. One of our first students comes into the class and we first class and we say, what do you want to get out of this program? Why did you enroll? This is really good because we write it down. And at the end of the program, we ask them, did you get this? It's a nice, good, fun win. And one of the students says, I can't wait to land an SAS role. <laughs> and we correct them. Hey, we usually say SAS. And that's good. It's nice. You smile. It's good. I tell that story to the employers that we're connecting with. And half the time, the VPs of sales, I say that and they laugh and go, oh, if somebody said that in my first interview, they wouldn't have a second one. And it's like, come on. Now, that guy who said it, he was selling solar technology door to door, minus 40 weather, and crushing quota. If you want someone who's got grit, like, wow, that's, that's it. So yeah, we spend a lot of time not just educating the students, but educating the people hiring for SaaS sales, because that's also what has to change. I mean, I got to be honest with you, man. I, one, until this episode, I didn't know this existed. But kudos to you because I, I say this, um, you know my, you know I I have worked in medical device sales and I've recruited and trained and hired medical device sales reps. And one of the things when I interview reps, they come in and they're like, "Hey man, I don't know the medical lingo." Like they're almost they, they feel like I'm going to boot them out. And I literally say, "Look, if I expected you to know how to go speak to the number one surgeon at the largest academic medical center in the West Coast." I promise you, you I, I wouldn't start here. I would go find the person that failed med school because I would expect them to at least know the lingo. I'm looking for what you just said, the grit. Dude, I want to tell me about your failures. Tell me about your adversities because I can teach you this. But to hear you say this about software, it's just enlightening to me that there are quality sales reps that try to do this on their own and just don't know the vocabulary and get booted out before that. Man. It's brutal. It's brutal. And it... I spoke pretty harshly earlier about founders, head of sales. And the reality is it's as much about the privilege in the role as it is about the fact that these companies have grown so fast so quickly. I mean, if in two years you go from, you know, two people in a garage or in a shared office to now 200 people, in that kind of a window, you never get a chance to mature your company, to develop training and education. And, and I sold my last company to NetSuite. We had, uh, so at the time that I sold the company, they had about 2,500 people. I stayed on for three years. When I left, they were over 5,000 people. It's like a billion dollar company growing 30% year over year. That means every year, the methodology changes, the team changes. With large software companies and small ones, they grow so fast, they never have the opportunity to build that training, you know, instinct and skill. And so, yeah, it's, it makes sense that they're really hoping to find people who are fully formed. It is just not sustainable. And we're so quickly hitting that tipping point where all of them, they're all going to realize, holy crap, I can't just hire complete trained software professionals. I actually need to develop that talent. And the ones who figure it out sooner are going to be so far ahead. Man. Yeah, dude, you're just, you're like, this is motivating and inspiring to me. I, I kid you not, Joseph. I had a conversation within the last 24 hours with a good colleague that, was, was talking about catapulting commissions as a whole. It was like, you know, who are the people you say I was training? What, where is it? I said, you know, it's really funny, man. I said, I've gotten to the point where I have started working personally with more people either in software 
or e-commerce sales. Mm-hmm. Not not the marketers, not the not the guys that are putting the pixels and tracking. The person that's picking up the phone that this advertising worked to. And they're like, hey, how do I sell over the phone? And I'm like, man, this is so different. I mean, you, when I started making phone calls, I was just trying to get the appointment to come see you. Now you have people calling. So, and it's just, we are at a shift. And to hear you say the number, I mean, we are short salespeople in the software industry. Mm-hmm. We're short salespeople in the IT industry. I mean, it's, it is a 100% need. And I think Uvaro is definitely helping fill that for some major companies, man. Kudos to you on that, bud. Thank you. It's it's a it's a fun blast. We 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 launched the program at an interesting time, you know, a little over a year ago. We had our first couple of classes in and then a global pandemic hit and heck, it turns out that just about every company wants people who can sell remotely. So it was uh, a crazy time for us over the course of the last year. Yeah, yeah. The the selling remote thing is gonna be yeah, I, I can see that being the next big thing. Like I, I love cold calling. I love going just knocking on doors, but I don't see that being a business model in the near future. I don't want to timetable it, but I would say quicker rather than later. It is fast. Yeah. When we founded Uvaro, we thought most of our employer partners were going to be B2B software companies who, who sell using Zoom and phone all the time. The people who've been hiring our grads include banks, solar companies. I mean... A solar company usually goes to an industrial area and says, who's got a big roof? I can sell solar panels to them. It's all door to door. And now they can't. And McKinsey had a great study that came out a couple of months ago. And 80% of businesses that they surveyed were comfortable spending up to $100,000 not meeting the salesperson in person. Like doing it just on the phone and on web conferencing. It's like 80% of the businesses they surveyed willing to spend up to hundred grand remotely. That's mind blowing. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. That is, I mean, that, that that's a seven figure, eight figure sales rep right there. Yes. I mean, if you, if you can generate a couple contracts that are up to hundred grand virtually, I mean, two a week, that's two. I mean, that's, that's big business. It is. It's really big. Uh, most of the, so most of our grads, I'd say if I was going to pick a uh, what's the right word? It's hard to average jobs. So let, let's say a common, uh, yeah. that's a good way. A high frequency placement would be someone graduates from our program, working at a software company where they're doing both handling inbound leads, people who maybe request a demo or want pricing, and also doing some outbound you know, outreach. And they're typically selling software in that kind of ten dollars to $25,000 range. So it's like a material deal. It's not insurmountable. But you can typically do that in, you know, like a, a three to four month process, easy, sometimes as tight as a month, a few weeks, and you get your pipeline going and you can have such a great flywheel because really you're just sitting you're in Zoom. You hop, finish one call, you hop onto the next one. You know, you're not restricted by driving to the next location. And so your day just gets jammed with deals. It's, it's intense. It's a lot of fun. Hey, I wanted to take a quick minute and interrupt this episode. I hope you're enjoying what you have heard thus far. Have you heard the good news? The international best-selling book, Catapulting Commissions, has been named a 2021 Selling Power Magazine book recommendation. And I want to thank you, the Catapulting Commissions family. You can claim a free copy by texting hello to 661-228-8967. You can also find out more information at catapultingcommissions.com. Okay, let's get back to the show. 
catapulting commissions family if you have not thought how it or software or zoom or the virtual world is going to move in the future you should really 100 reevaluate that i mean i remember family driving for 14 hours a day six sales appointments through los angeles county traffic making one sale burning a whole tank of gas and being frustrated i promise you if i could do six no sales before three o'clock and starting at seven and still being home i would be a much happier person <laughs> Absolutely. Talk about work-life balance. It's amazing how this stuff has been liberating. I hundred percent. I mean, there's, and there's a lot of companies and I, and I was just doing some of the research on the data uh, recently. You know, there's a lot of companies that are saying we aren't going back to a full office suite. We're not bringing, we're not going to rent, you know, the hundred thousand dollar a month suite in downtown Los Angeles. It just, it doesn't make sense for us anymore. We're going to consolidate and we're going to, you know, we're going to put some money. We're going to set people up at home because we're proving this model works. So for salespeople, this model is working. What are some of the uh, skills, I guess, or the sales practices that somebody should be practicing right now? Like, let's say, hey, I'm, you know, I want to, you know, I, this is exciting to me, Joseph. I think there, there's some value here, but like, how, what, what should I be doing right now to make myself a valuable candidate for the future? Yeah, so specifically thinking about technology sales and remote selling. You know, that's that's what I know best. So I'm going to keep my advice there. One of the big things that uh, people don't internalize right away, it often takes a bit of exercise. Uh, and, and I'm sure you'll get this kind of like how the way you carry yourself and treat yourself when you visit a client, that influences your success a lot. The way you carry and run yourself on Zoom really makes a difference. So it's little things like, did you start the meeting on time? Do you know how to mute yourself? Are you somewhere quiet where there's no background noise? Are you well lit? Are you centered? Or are you using, like we'll see people jumping on Zoom meetings and they're clearly using their phone and it's all shaky and there's, and that stuff is a distraction. So it sounds silly, but getting comfortable with your Zoom etiquette, little things like put the meeting invitation in the location of the meeting. Make sure that you're muted ask permission if you're recording but record everyone because then you don't have to take notes like if you use your tools really well you come across as a professional and it's a really easy thing you can get a free zoom account you can practice the stuff that you don't have to break the bank so that's one big one i'd start with um, all of that though it also ties in with the idea of video and that's the second one i jump into because when you're selling remotely you don't get the opportunity to build as much rapport so you have to over-index. So yeah, doing web conferences is a big deal, but also sending videos. And there's a ton of apps that you can use to use that. Things like Vidyard, BombBomb, Loom. These are really easy ways to help build that human connection when you can't meet face-to-face. -face. And the really easy thing is most reps aren't doing this well yet. They will in the future, but right now, if you try these things and you get good at them, you're going to have an unfair advantage. So those are, those are highly technical, very you know, practical skills, but I'll touch on those because they're easy, low-hanging fruit. You know, you, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm frustrated when I get on a point, you know, like video calls and, and um, someone isn't prepared. Like, work your technology kinks out ahead of time. Know how to use, I mean, there's really, at this point, I mean, there's no excuse anymore. Had you, had you talked to me last year when COVID just hit, you're like, oh, I've never, like, okay, but now, I mean, the, the rules, rules have changed. I'd love to get your opinion on something. So sure. 
and I, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but you you kind of opened this door, and it's a debate <laughs> nonstop. So much so that I, I just released an article in Forbes about how to ace your next virtual uh, vir virtual sales appointment. And one of the things I said was your background. And I even said in the article, there's arguments both sides. I'm not here to argue. I'm just saying make it look presentable one way or the other. Right now, we're recording the podcast, right? I have a branded background in my office, books, displays, posters, the whole night. You have a very crystal clear, clean cut background. Which one do we use in our sales appointments today? And what's your, oh. what's your opinion on, on the matter? Yeah, so uh, like most things, the, the, you know, the difficulties are in the details. So number one, you caught me right after a move. My office right now is boring as stink and is not how I normally keep it. If we were chatting a couple of weeks ago, you'd see this huge chaotic painting behind me that says, do what you love. Got it from this crazy, wonderful artist in Miami. I believe, I think there's an amazing opportunity to give people a peek into your personality, who you are as a salesperson. And I think it's so important to sell authentically. So yeah, my background, as soon as I finish getting things unboxed, you're going to see that painting back up there. And my team knows it. They recognize it. They prank me by grabbing photos of it and sticking it in their Zoom backgrounds. Now, the one caveat, the one thing I'd say in there is like, absolutely, that works out well for me. That works out well for you. We both have these spaces where we can do that. We can set things up, put our camera how we like. Not everybody has that fortune. You know, I see sales reps who are cohabiting, they've got roommates, they're, maybe they're younger, they're living with their parents, or maybe circumstances are difficult, and so they don't have the space. I've had people calling from their closet because they want to be quiet. They want to make sure they're not interrupted. But yeah, if they didn't have a virtual background, you see their, their sweaters, their jackets, the Hawaiian shirt hanging from the hanger. And I see a lot of reps doing a good job of using things like branded Zoom backgrounds when they don't feel they've got that comfort of creating a space that can show themselves off authentically. So oh. I, I would never hold it against a rep, but if I had the comfort of the choice, yeah, I'm putting that art up there. And then if you looked behind me in a lot of my other videos, you'll see things like the Lego Voltron I built with my son. Cause yeah, that's, that's who I am. And, and that's part of what I do. You know, I love that. I love the authentic approach. And I think, you know, as we're saying that, and which is funny you said that because I, I haven't really picked one side of the other so much so that when people ask me, I'm like, whatever you feel most comfortable with is it's going to come across video. Like if you're uncomfortable with your background, it's going to come across. So just be comfortable with whatever your background is, but just make sure it's clean, right? If your background's going to have stuff behind it, don't, you know, I don't want to see, I don't want to see the dirtiness behind it. I mean, you can have the authentic version of you, but just clean it up. Right. I mean, don't have, last night's wine bottle and pizza box on the table. Like there's just certain things that you don't want to do. You don't want to see. So I love that, uh, that, you know, and, and catapult commissions family, I'm, I'm being completely honest with you guys here. I don't have an opinion one way or the other. I truly believe whatever's going to make you feel comfortable enough to be on camera, do it. And that's, that's really is. And I love the authenticness. You said there is some value, Joe, I see with us being able to see into the lives of the people we work with. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love, you know, when, when I've been on some of the customer calls that I've had lately, I'm like, hey, man, I apologize if you hear my dog in the background. I'm like, Dude, I got a dog. And, and it's just these are connections because we're all dealing with the same thing. It, it's the new Zoom etiquette. It's like keep your workplace organized, know your technology, let the pets visit. 
that's it. You just got to know the rules. <laughs> Absolutely. Good, man. All right. So let me, you know, we got a few minutes here, man, and I don't want to leave, I don't want to leave anything uncovered here, Joseph, but I will say this. The Uvaro Academy or the Uvaro training program that you're running here, you're, you've identified a major problem in the market space. Mm-hmm. You created a product and it's not even that you're selling a product, you're solving a problem, which is naturally the sales process, which, you know, catapulting commissions, I mean, that's the secret. I always say you identify a problem, solve a problem. You don't have to ask someone to buy it because they want to solve that problem. Your problem here solves for people that want to break into IT software tech. I'm assuming this 12-week program is virtual? That's right. It's all online. Okay. Is it self-directed, live events? Oh, great question. No, it's all live. So it's two hours every day, five days a week for the 12 weeks. And you're workshopping it. I mean, yeah, there's things to read, videos to watch, assignments and homework to do on your own. But it is, it's live workshopping. So you get a chance to really practice those skills. This is not a, hey, go watch a bunch of videos. Now, can somebody come and say, hey, you know, I have a really, like I'm, I'm in an entry-level sales role. I have a good background. I want to break into like a higher commissionable higher compensated sales role well what do you you know, do you take requests or is it kind of like hey wherever i can get you i get you um that's a really good question so number one we're not a placement agency so we're not going to be stuffing you into a specific job we have a career coaching stream where we're working with you to help get you aligned and help you in that job search so a good example is we'll have people who come in and they say, I don't know what I want. You know, I want to be in technology. I want to be selling software, but I don't know what I get really excited about. And then we'll have others who come in and say, you know what? I really need a job where I can work fully from home. So it's only ever got to be remote, never on site. And I really want something with purpose. And we'll pair them with organizations like group selling not for profit technology or group selling into social service agencies that they can connect with. So there's a lot of time that's spent matchmaking in that job search. Your question though about that experience sales rep, one of the things that we typically see as someone's coming in when they have already a lot of experience is that what they get excited about is breaking into tech, getting that first option. And the part that's really tough is when we know that they can do better than the job offer that they just got. So we'll, we do a lot of offer reviews and contract reviews. And I always love it when, when we see someone, they're in an interview process, they're seeing a gig and we say, yeah, go for it. You, you could chase this one, but we know we could do better. So let's, let's keep, uh, you know, the fire lit and keep looking at opportunities because we know that you can do even better like from an income or a match or a, a responsibility perspective. You know, I think that's so good to have in that corner. I mean, it really is. And I know that I've I've coached people who've come to me with their job offers for different opportunities. And some I'm like, hey, this is a great one. Some I'm like, you know what? I, I think you can do better. Like, I know it feels good to have somebody want you, but you have to know your value and your worth in the marketplace. And I think what you're providing for your students, I mean, I wish this existed when I was trying to break into med or i was trying to break into b2b the first time i mean it's just there has to be somebody teaching you the ins and outs and that's what you're doing good for that buddy last question for you when you started this or mm-hmm. let's just start sales like at what what made you like how did you come up with this concept i mean i, I understand that we've built a lot of value something had to happen for you to say hey here's this need and can we talk a little bit about that Yeah, totally. Uh, So there's a couple of things. There was this kind of building pressure and there was a specific situation. So 
I rewind. I'm a tech founder. I mean, I've run multiple software companies, and that's my bread and butter. And we were running a software company. We sold technology to software companies to make their sales teams more effective. And, and that was great. We sold playbook software and having great success. Even right now, we've got uh, something like 14,000 users, 2,500 different companies. We're powering a ridiculous number of sales playbooks across North America. But we're seeing this trend where the most successful customers we had, like the ones who are hitting their numbers, growing their teams, buying more software from us, they were bringing in outside trainers. So I'm a very big believer in the value of sales training. You get someone in, help your team level up, refine your messaging, especially in software, where your customer, your product's changing all the time. You've got to be reinvesting. So we see this. We're thinking, hey, this is a really good reminder for me as a founder that the real path to success is not just about selling a tool. You know, there's training, expertise. There's a lot more than just a tool that goes in there. We're, we, we're seeing this month over month, quarter after quarter. But the thing that kind of finally made it click, finally triggered it, was my sister. So she was a successful entrepreneur, successful sales rep, everything from uh, like vector marketing to personal training to running her own uh, karate studio, uh, professional training. She was training MMA fighters, incredible entrepreneur, successful sales rep, going through some life changes, said, you know what? I don't want to run my own business. I want to spend some time working for someone. And I think I can get into tech. I can do this really well. She's got a master's degree. She's really proven. She's got a great network. Couldn't get into the door. And I've worked with her. And I saw her getting all these no's and all these blocks. And I realized, you know what? This is no longer just a general process. This is personal. And that's what got us to say, hey, we got to pull the trigger and do this. And we ran our first pilot class. And it was so successful. We recognized that we couldn't not do this. There's too many people who have this same challenge. Well, my friend, I am glad and kudos to you for helping your sister figure that out. I think that your process with Uvaro is something that has been needed in this market, in this industry, and it's relevant for the next generation of sales. It's, you know, there's, there's still sales, you know, I can help teach you some of the traditional B2B, pound the pavements, go knock on doors. I am, you know, People get mad when I say this. I don't think that's going to be around in five or 10 years. I truly, and, and it pisses some people off. I'm like, Anthony, how do you say that? That's your background. I'm just telling you. I mean, I also, when I was doing that, man, I didn't have an iPhone. And also when I was doing that, you know, I mean, I remember the very first versions of Salesforce were horrible. And what you can do in that software now is way better. So it's, everything's changing and evolving. So you're solving that. Joe, how does the Catapulting Commission's family get connected with you? How do they learn about you? All the good stuff. Oh, absolutely. Best places to hit us up are our website, uvaro, uh, U-V-A-R-O dot com. You can also see what we're doing. We put a lot of this stuff up on YouTube. So youtube.com slash uvaro, and you can see some of our classes, the demo competitions. Those are the best ways to reach out to me. Uh, and I'm at all of this, joseph at uvaro.com. People can hit me up. Always happy to chat. Man, I appreciate that. Catapults Commission's family, we'll have those links in the show notes. Do yourself a favor. If you're considering making that career change, or you're considering how do I get into tech? How do I get into software? Like, what does the future look like? I would highly recommend to go check out Uvaro, 100% unaffiliated, just go look, peek behind the door, reach out to Joseph and his team, and uh, you will not be disappointed. Catapult Commission's family, as always, like, subscribe, comment. Joseph, thank you for joining us this week. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Perfect.
perfect, man. I wish you nothing but abundant success for the rest of 2021. Catapults and Commissions family, you know what to do. Like, comment, subscribe. See you next week. Catapulting Commissions family, that does it for today's episode. If you found some value, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe. That way you're notified of new episodes. If you want to see the video portion of this podcast, head over to YouTube and look up Catapulting Commissions podcast. Finally, if you want a free copy of Catapulting Commissions, be sure to text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Again, text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Thanks for listening to the show. I'll see you next week.